You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. You told me stories back in the day when you were first beginning how you drove from, was it Toronto to Halifax? And oh, it was did the show and then drove back? Okay, so what that reason, the reason that was. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so 9-11 was on a Tuesday. <laughs> I had a gig on the Thursday in New Brunswick. Oh. On 9-13. Okay. And the f- airports still weren't open yet. There was no flights. New Brunswick, Jersey? No, New Brunswick, okay. uh, Canada. All right. And uh, I, I was like still trying. I was like, and like, they called me on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday night. They were like, "Dude, there's they're no doing flights. the show. They're still doing it." And really? I'm like, "Fuck!" I said, "All right." So I left at like eight in the morning or ten in the morning. I left it, whatever the fuck it was. I got the show started at eight. I got there at eight fifteen, and that's how far. That like is US going. That's, style. that's going to cross two states, <laughs> and not like the like full like. Quebec's a big province. Wow. New Brunswick's no fucking little little province either. <laughs> wow. So that's dr- like like that's driving through Texas. Right that's love. Because well, that Texas canceled. is a 10-hour drive across. Yeah, yeah. it's about right there. Yeah, yeah that's love. So you, you did I, the show. Did then, the show. And then they were like, uh, we got a hotel room for you. I go, mm, I can turn around and go home. <laughs> this is where I love you. This is it's so wacky. I was like, well, what's the point? I don't want Tomorrow the fucking flights are opening up. I don't want to be stuck here with my car knowing I got to flown home. <laughs> 12 hours again? 10, 10 hours. 10? Shit. It Fuck. should have taken 12. Yeah, but still, I had a call. Shit is over. You know I ain't no fucking flights. I had no money you then. I could. Show? I did not have the luxury to do that at that time in my career. Okay, overstand. <clears throat> yeah. And I think the gig was like, uh, might have been like 800, five or 800 bucks or something. Or something That's stupid. amazing. They did what you had to do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the place you, you and Ange at some place you went like northern Ontario in a snowstorm? <laughs> Crazy snowstorm for a hundred dollars each. It was dumb. No, <laughs> that's dumb. Had to do and, it. and I had this girl with me. Oh, it was a Brazilian girl, a friend of mine, <laughs> and her name was Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> but with an S, not Jennifer Lopez, but Jennifer. Because it's Portuguese last name, she had an S. Thank you, but it changed the story. Mm-hmm. No, no, she was just a. We never, nothing ever happened. We just, but she came for the drive because <laughs> I really want to see her show. Go, come with me. We're gonna have this gig, and we drove me, her, and Ange. <laughs> and uh, I had my Lexus, my GS four hundred at the time. Yeah, I had snow tires on it, so I was quite happy with it. And I put it in snow, in the snow mode. I got us there, and I got us out. We left right after. For about $100 each, right? Canadian. Uh, it, we, yeah. 
basically. Yeah, I mean, basically. That's even if it was three hundred dollars. I may have gotten three, and may have gotten two. Yeah, you know, and then did the show and just drove right back. Amazing. Once again, it was like that's love. Once yeah. again, mm-hmm. you know? that now that drive without the snow would have taken us four and a half to five hours. In the snow, it took us twelve hours each way. And there were actually wow. people there. Yep. Amazing. God, it's man. Canada. They, they, that, where we went to, it's always snowy up there. So they were like, it's not nothing to us. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, well, dedication, it is to us. drive, beats anything I was thinking of in my career. Shit. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about some shows, and I ain't never do no shit like that. Well, because no, you I, were already like, when you're, when you're a musician, you don't, you're going because they booked you. So they're going to treat you fair. I'm going because they just booked a comedian. It no, didn't matter if it was me. It could have been me. It could have been, say you did comedy. They would like, Ness, you got I, a gig. I had to have a meeting with my uh, booking agency back in the days because they just put me in these dangerous spots. It was always a shootout at the end of my event. I had a couple, I had a couple of those gigs. So, yo, why y'all keep doing this shit to me? Like, it's a fucking shootout. I remember I did a show on, uh, it was either Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas. <laughs> I think it might have been Christmas Eve, and it was in Mississauga, and it was at this this pool hall. That already sound dangerous. Yeah. Sound like right. Crazy. So I'm on stage, and you know me, I rip on everybody. I'm ripping on all these fools oh, in the yeah, audience. Wow. Everybody has a good time. Then, I'm, and the, right behind me was the DJ booth. So my buddy Christian was DJing, so I'm staying in the DJ booth with him, just watching, looking out. You know, he's playing music, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. And then I see, I see a pool ball go flying. Then I, <laughs> I see another pool ball go flying the other direction. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Then I see fucking pool cues going at each other. And I go, oh shit. Those, and then I see like this big brawl start. And then I see guys run into the kitchen and come out with butcher's knives. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and I go, and I go, that's those, those guys I was making fun of. So I ducked down in the DJ booth. <laughs> And he had the, this because this is before Serrano, he had his records with him, mm-hmm. but he had him in the metal crates, and I took a metal crate, put it over my head, <laughs> and hit under the DJ booth, and then this girl ran in the booth, and, and she's like, and I go, get the fuck out of here! And she's like, Russell, it's me! I go, bitch, get out! <laughs> and she's like, all right, get in here! And I put the helmet over, like, I put the crate over both of our heads. Oh, wow. Because yeah. I didn't want a pool ball flying over and hit me on the head. Okay. And then all you hear, so we're there, and all you hear is pop, 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 and I'm like, oh, shit! Wow. Yeah. There was a lot. Of, there was a few of those we had back in the day. It was always like these really rough people Jamaican always, type of gigs. People always talk about shows like that where they miss those days. Do you miss those days at all? I, I do a little bit because I remember how fearless I was back then. Back then you would, you could put me in any room. I'm like, put me on. I'm going to go on. I'll go on and I'll do it. Now I walk in. I go, you want to go on? I go, I look at the audience and go, nah. I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I get your fearlessness part. leaves. Yeah, I get that. You become part. fearful. Now you got something to lose. I had nothing to lose. It's yeah. like in your yeah. younger years, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, whatever. Now it's like, nah, I'm, I don't want to deal with that shit tonight. Well, what's one yeah. of your stories? It's like yeah. one that sticks in your mind that like you were you were scared for your life. It man, there was this one in uh, another gig in right by the airport in Toronto called Club Paradise. It was a reggae club, Jamaican club. Yeah. And Sundays they would do the 
the comedy show and then it would turn into a big reggae party after. Always a shooting every single weekend at that place. Wow. Yeah. And so, I would continue to go do the shows. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I know they're not shooting at me. My early Because I knew years. everybody. So I was like, I know, A, I know who the shooters are. They know me. <laughs> I know they're not going to shoot at me because they are, we're already cool. So the gangsters always liked me. So I was already yeah. cool. I was like, okay, good. I'm good. And then I would know when it was going to happen because I would see one of the shooter guys walk in. I'd, I'd look at him. I'd go, hmm? And he'd go, go on, go on. And I'd go, I, I'm out. I would leave. And then, hey, there was a shooting at Club Paradise last night. Where are you there? I'd go, I was there right before it. <laughs> <laughs> I left when I saw that motherfucker walk in. My earliest shows was like a fucking project field trip. <laughs> you know, people in the projects don't get to go nowhere. Yeah. All right, Finesse got a show. We all going. And literally be like, no lie, 15, 20 cars. We pull up. The, the, the main, you know, the main, if it was me, if it was A and show, and we all black hoodied out with, Tim's and army fatigues and with half the projects behind us. So it would just be crazy. But that's how we used to party. Like it was, if it was a party going on, it'd be a neighborhood field trip. You Is know? it a party over here? Yeah. Over it was, there. We'll go to Red Zone. It was a, an incredible <laughs> spot in the city called the Red Zone. Huge spot. Mm-hmm. Holds thousands. We'd be in there, no lie, about 60, 70 deep. But the funny thing is, when we went in the club, we ain't all hang together. Yeah. We all just scattered out in different parts of the club. It feels like you're going to different parts of the city in the club. Okay, that's Rome and his people over there. Okay, oh, that's Wayne and them over there. And, and you know. It was he, the same. It was yeah. the same idea in Toronto at that time. Okay, yeah. so there's, um, the, what was it, Brenton? That's Brenton and his crew over there. And there's, uh, Huggy and his crew over there. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, there's Drew and his guys over there. And I go, I know they all get along, so we're okay. And then some, just some fucking random person will walk, and you're like, I don't know who that guy is. And I would see him. Brenton would shake everybody down. He was like the Debo. <laughs> and he would wear a fucking Davy Crockett hat. I remember that, too. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, he would wear a fucking Davy Crockett hat with a raccoon tail. And he was a big fuck. He was like 6'5". And he was like, but he's like a kid. Like, he's just a big kid. And, you know, he was like, yo, what's up? Bud? And I'm like, hey, what's up, Brenton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything cool tonight? We'll see. And you're like, all right, let me know. Because I, I want to go before that happens again. Well, let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. Let me ask this question, say. <laughs> now, we're friends, mm-hmm. but I'm also a fan of both of yours. So what, what was the show? This is... That you walked out and it was the you think oh I this 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 can work I can really do this. What do you mean though? Kind of like the first time there was a larger, larger audience and the venue was more of a maybe a higher, you know, not class venue but a larger venue. And well, for me it wasn't that. The the classier yeah. things scared me. Did they? The more hood shit and didn't entice me, but it made me feel more comfortable. Okay. Um, so I remember going to do this reggae party one time. I was like, it was always reggae parties because it's Toronto, right? And it was at Keelan Lawrence, which is kind of a the hood. It is the fucking hood. And it was in a banquet hall. <laughs> and they're literally playing music. Everyone's dancing. And they, I'm still nobody at the time. So they just stopped the music. And everyone's having a great time. They just stopped the music. And then uh, the guy gets in the mic and goes, 
All right, we have a comedian for you tonight. All right. Um, give it up for, what's your name? Oh. Russell Peters. <laughs> and I walk out. I walk out, and I remember hearing this Jamaican girl go, who is you? <laughs> I, and I, I was on, I was on points. So I was like, who is you, bitch? I said, who is blood clot you? And, and everyone's like, oh my God, he's funny. He speaks Jamaican and he's not Jamaican. And then I, I had him from that very moment, but it, the guy yeah. went on after me, bombed. Yeah. I go, first of all, you should have gone on before me, stupid. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of those types of gigs back in the day because they weren't gig gigs. Yeah, they weren't gigs. It was gigs. just like somebody be like, yo, I'll give you a hundred bucks. You come by my party and do, do some time. I'm like, hundred bucks? Hell Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I took Dave Chappelle with me. This is like 96, 97. I took him to this nightclub that I used to go to, Studio 50, uh, a club. It was called Studio, Studio 69, it was called. <laughs> and, um, Ooh, yes. and Carlos used to own it and run it. And I get to the door with Chappelle. Dave's wearing black jeans. I go, you can't come in. He's wearing jeans. I go, it's Dave Chappelle. I don't give a fuck who that is. And I go, it's fucking Dave Chappelle. They go, so? You can come in, but your friend's wearing jeans. I go, I'm wearing fucking jeans. Yeah, but we know you. I go, trust me when I tell you this guy is fucking Dave Chappelle. And, uh, and then a bunch of fucking cornball-ass basketball players come by with their fucked up jeans and shit. Hey, guys, come on in. I'm like, them? I go, he's not even all-stars. These are guys nobody's going to fucking remember. I think people are going to go, oh, yeah, I remember A.C. Earl, one of the best. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a real good player, by the way. That's who it was. One of those guys was like A.C. Earl, Morris Peterson. Yeah. Um, at least if it was Vince yeah. Carter, I'd have been like, it's Vince Carter. But it wasn't those guys. It was like the C players on the team. And I was like, that's fucked up, man. And I left with Dave. I'm not going to leave Dave out there. Dave, I'm going in then. I go, sorry, man. That made me look bad because I was like, sorry, I don't have the clout to get you in this shitty club <laughs> on a Saturday night. But what was, do you remember one of the first gigs where it, it was the graduation from that? There was... You know, um, 1,500 people. Yeah, but it, it was, um, I guess it was 2004. I mean, late 2004, early 2005. Yeah. I was doing some theater up at the top of Young Street in Toronto. And I remember that night was like magic. It was, yeah. I was on stage and I was just firing off that night, like perfectly. Yeah. And I was like, that was the best show we've ever seen. It was like, and like uh, people were literally just yelling out what they were. Yeah. Italian, uh, bang, 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 bang. Uh, Romanian, bang, 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 bang. You know, yeah. it's like everybody would yell something out, it would get them on their culture. And it was just like, wow, this guy's amazing. And I was like, this is a man. That was the night I met Roddy, Roddy Piper. Oh, wow. And we oh, became wow. friends. We became really good friends after that. Amazing. I met him with you one time, I remember. Mm hmm. That's the uh, Cheesecake Factory. Oh, that was me, Roddy, Old and Polynesian. Yeah. Daniel, was the wolf there too? He might have been. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was the night I, uh, Rod came back to my house. Roddy Piper came back to my house. Incredibly nice guy. Unamazed. It was such a sweet yeah. guy. What a fucking great guy. Every time I think of him, I just think when he hit uh, Superfly with that coconut, man. <laughs> That's, that's all I remember is, you know, welcome. I'm going to make you at home. Yeah, we got pork. We got pineapples. You got coconuts. And they go on and he just cracks them with the. The coconut. And they it would have been a real crack out of a real coconut, too. Yeah. Man. But that night, Roddy, uh, Roddy got really drunk at Cheesecake. And then he came back to my house and had some more drinks. Oh, man. 
And this is when I lived in the Hollywood Hills. And my, you know what that street was like, remember? The street was on an angle like this, but the curb was like that. Yeah. So when you walked out of my house, the, 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 the street went like that. So he's standing on the curb. <laughs> and I go, Roddy, I'm going to take you home. And I go, all right, brother. He would always do this thing where he'd snap fingers right by his ear so he could hear again it's like he's waking himself up like you know when you tap the space bar to unsleep your computer he'd be like this hey uh right by his ear and be like all right brother and um so he's standing on the curb but the curb is like a it's about a two to two and a half to three foot drop to the to, yeah. the, to the road yeah, because the road's on an angle yeah and he goes uh i'm just gonna jump and I go, no, no, no. And he, he jumps off with one leg, like, uh. And I grab him by his jacket, his leather jacket. But he was so fucking big, he still landed, right? I'm like, dude. But he didn't fall, right? I'm like, all right, motherfucker, you're going you're to hurt yourself. Gets in the car, take him home. I don't hear from him for two weeks. Two weeks later, I got a call from him. Hey, brother. Did I do anything stupid at your house the other night? <laughs> I go, well, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, you got drunk, but that's not normal. That's not that's not new. He goes, nah, because my ankle's broken. And uh, <laughs> I go, what? Goes, yeah, I'm trying to figure out when I broke it. I go, at my house, you jumped off the curb on one leg. Is it your left ankle? <laughs> yeah. I go, yeah, you jumped off the curb. I tried to grab you, but you were too big and heavy. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, that's what it was. Thanks, brother. I hope it didn't cause you any problems. <laughs> he was such a sweet guy. Yeah. How do we make the most of our time here on Earth? How do we bring meaning to our life's work? And what's the best emoji to use when texting? These are the important questions asked on the weekly interview podcast, Life is Short with Justin Long. Justin chats with celebrities, actors, musicians, artists, and more about how they get the most out of life. Recent guests include comedian Rob Riggle and singer Amy Mann. He digs deep, and each episode goes beyond what you'd expect to hear on an interview show. And in an all-new episode, Justin talks with actor Billy Zane about his long and storied Hollywood career, which started with a small role in Back to the Future. Justin's candid interview style pulls out some unexpected stories from Billy, from his time on the set in the new comedy series MacGruber, to his villainous role in the international blockbuster Titanic, which he admits he secretly played like a comedy. And of course, you'll find out Billy Zane's favorite emoji, too. If my podcast gives you any idea, I'm a big fan of open and honest conversations, so I really love Life is Short and all the great stories and tangents that happen on the show. So listen to Life is Short with Justin Long on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wandery Plus in the Wandery app. My show... Hmm. Yeah, what was your show that you... It's not the big show, it's when you kind of said to yourself, like, I like this. Uh, it's one of those nights where you're just on point and yeah. it's early in your career. Yeah. I was at the spot called Lamar Key. And had me in New York, in, in, in New York, Manhattan. Boom! It that was, was me. the spot. It that was, was the spot. It was a uh, Mike Smooth. We going back to Funky Technician days. So you know, <laughs> as, as Red Alert, yeah. first time I really sit down there and I'm kicking it with OC. We at the bar talking, and I gotta go perform. Now I go jump on the stage. There's all these drug dealers in front of the stage. And, you know, I'm doing the show and they keep heckling me. And I'm like, yo, fuck, man. 
You know, so I turn the music up. Yeah, man, you ain't all that. Oh, man, I'll wipe anybody you put on this stage. So, hey, we're going to put so-and-so. They put one of their mans on the stage. I said, so I took my, my show money out the pocket and put it on there. Match what's on the stage and let's go. Boom. So they somebody throwing, else had 20 bucks on them. They throwing, they, throw, <laughs> <laughs> they throwing all types of knots and money on the stage. And I'm like, damn, this shit's going to get crazy. King Sun comes. He steps on the stage. King Sun. Whatever, whatever is the rest. I cover the rest. So, boom. Money starts rhyming. He's fucking horrible. I go acapella. I'm busting money ass. They pulling the money off the stage. Like, nah, stop fucking around. Get off stage. You knew. No, nah, he's just fucking around. And and you know the show went on. But at that at the point it was tense. I'm like, oh shit, all these. And you could tell they was from Brooklyn. You know, you know Brooklyn in the house. You know, you hear all that shit. But that was one of the shows where everybody was like, damn, this nigga's on point. He's sharp. Like, he ain't let a hundred dudes in front of the stage even crack whatever he came to do. Maybe. So that was one point. And um, all the shows, I never really had, I never had no problems at shows. I can tell you one of the illest ciphers I've done in my career, uh, rhyming with Freddie Fox, Cool G Rap, and Scarface. Freddie Fox, a.k.a. Bumpy Knuckles. Bumpy Knuckles, yeah. <laughs> And that was the show where people was like, yeah, we're going to see what this Law Finesse dude is about. And surprisingly, they was looking like, oh, shit, this dude is really, you know. How's G-Rap on the freestyle? He's not really a freestyle dude. No, I mean, he's dope. So. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the OG of it, you know. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at it as um, anytime you get a chance to be on stage with some of the greatest in the world and you get right. the... State your case at the at the peak point of your your career. Yeah, it's always gonna be something. It's like putting Russ on stage with some of the top comedians. You're you're thinking about the crowd, but you in a in a competitive fashion, you're thinking about how you're gonna match up with your peers. Well, how you're gonna look with your peers. I remember Russ did a Def Comedy Jam. I remember that challenge. You were at your face. You were that was. That was touching up for you, right? Man, you were there that night, weren't you? Yeah. I was at the Orpheum in downtown LA, mm-hmm. 2007. Right. And I, I was, they gave me like two weeks notice to do Def Jam. So Ruben helped me put my set together. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Okay. I went to run it. I ran it one Sunday night at Chocolate Sundays. I went to run it again the next Sunday. And then Chris Rock showed up, and they bumped me. I was like, Pookie, what the fuck, man? I need to get this set ready for, for fucking Def Jam. He goes, oh, man, Chris is here. I go, can you put Chris on after me? I'm just doing my seven minutes. Right. I ain't going after Chris. I go, man, fuck that. I didn't go on. I was pissed. <laughs> like, I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to follow Chris Rock yeah. when I'm working on a set. Right. That's not the way the night's going to go. And it's an all-black room. Like, I'm not trying to eat a dick twice in one night here. <laughs> <laughs> So I never got to really run it solidly before I recorded it. I was recording two days later. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I had a good set. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, you can watch it. Well, remember you came out and yeah. it was like, touch to go right to the beginning and then you, then you grabbed him, right? Yeah. 
Because, you know, L.A. and New York are very different. The black communities are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, the black community in, in L.A. is very segregated. It's like, we are us, you are them. Wow. And, and even if you're Mexican, you're still them. We're familiar with you, but still, you stay there, I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. New York's not like that. New York is like, uh-huh. Go ahead, motherfucker, spit what you're going to spit. We don't give a shit what you are. Yeah. Just do your thing. But New York could be a scary place too, especially yeah. in the black rooms. New York is New York is rough. If I feel if you can destroy New York, you should be able to destroy anywhere. Especially in the nineties, they just didn't give a shit. They just they just come to boo. Hey, like Did like they? they was getting paid to boo. Oh yeah, I got shit. I got booed off in New York. Yeah, Did you? Hey, they, yeah, at the uh, Bronx BBQ, one thirty <laughs> yeah, in the morning. One thirty in the morning. He told me about that. Yeah, but um. Nah, New York, New York could be rough. It can be very rough. Like I said, if you can make it in New York, you could you can make it anywhere. You know, now yeah, it's it, it, like, it also depends in New York which room you're doing. Like Bronx BBQ on a Saturday night on Fordham Road. It's tough. That was tough. At one thirty in the morning. Hey, you're gonna <laughs> you better you gotta be hood as fuck to do the set. Yeah. So the they, first two guys on drunk and they drunk, I already know. fucked up and they were like the first two guys got booed off. I was just the third guy to get booed off. <laughs> And then I went to do Nagasaki's in Long Island, but I killed there. Right. Because there's a lot of West Indian people in the crowd. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I see where my niche is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've seen, I seen that happen at hip-hop shows in Toronto. I remember ah, Roxanne Shantae came to Toronto. It must have been like 80, maybe 88 or something. And her, she brought a beatboxer with her, but he couldn't get across the border. Oh, so. <laughs> They said, I need a beatboxer. So the promoter gave her this white guy from Toronto who called themselves the box that rocks. That ain't and he got on and everyone's <laughs> booing him. Boo, get the fuck off. You suck. And he was like, boo, boo. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. And, and, and Shantae's like, well, you think you could do better? And he's like, yeah. And then some other guy gets on the black kid from the staff and the audience gets on fucking murders this kid he's like oh, all right you're my man. beatboxer tonight <laughs> oh that's crazy oh shit nah i mean with new york you you just you got a tough skin i mean i come out on stage shit i tell you in a minute man don't come here to face fuck me if you're gonna do that you know go go to the bar have something to drink yeah. and we had a party you're gonna grill me just just do something else and I'll let you know from the beginning of the, when the show start, you know, and then go on with my show like I ain't say shit and just go ahead, you know. But my routine is, is just it's mainly I've learned with performing what I see a lot of artists do. It tends to run the clock out and it's corny is when somebody do a song, then they stop. They talk to the crowd, do another song. They stop. They talk to the crowd. Yeah, they buy doing a, time. Yeah, it's like you cheat the crowd. That's the way of saying, I did an hour show, but I did three songs. Yeah. Right, so... And a lot of throw your hands in the air. Yeah, so <laughs> when you can do a medley, mm-hmm. I'm going to do five joints in a row. But I'm not going to do the whole songs. Were you at the Pop Duke show? Bumpy yes. Show? Remember Bumpy set that night? Yeah. He did 60 minutes strong. No breaks, no talking to the crowd. Bam, bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. Because the crowd feeds off the energy. Yeah. Every time you stop, you're stopping the energy. Mm-hmm. Unless you got something prolific to say, keep that shit going. This is it. Your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You haven't met Bumpy yet, have you? No. Oh, Bumpy's awesome. Yeah. He'll meet him. He'll meet him at the wedding. He'll be there. Any other questions, sir? I I, I, I could sit here for five hours and ask. You knew Bumpy before you knew Russell? Oh yeah. 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 I'm, I'm at Bumpy. I would say ninety-one-ish. I'm at Bump, and that's when I was living in Manhattan. That's when he was Freddie Fox. Yeah. yeah, that's when I was living on. Uh, I was living on Fifty Eighth and Tenth, and he would come to my crib then. You know, gangsted out, you know, but, you know, from the day I met him, we, it was just a bond. I ain't like. Same, same with me and Bump. Like, when did you meet him? I met Bumpy maybe about, I'd say at least 12 years ago. Yeah. And we became, he was cool with me immediately. And then we became closer and closer and closer to the point where I became best man at his wedding. And when people, like, people know that I'm associated with them, so people talk to me a different way, but they know. It's so funny, like, oh, how's Bumpy doing? It's good. Yeah, Bumpy, man. Oof. And I'm like, I guess, I know. That's in back in the day, because he's not like that at all anymore, right? It's there. It's always yeah. there. I mean, I've never seen that side of him, never had to see that side of him, so. But I've heard the folklore. Yeah, I always read. Same with rap. I mean, when when rap was alive, and and I would go out with rap, it was fun because I knew I only met rap when he got out of jail. Now, for those of you listening, rap is a friend of mine who did thirty three years in prison, in total fourteen years in solitary. Jesus. And rap was a stone cold gangster. And you know, I mean, you know the stories behind him before oh, I even knew him. Of course. So when I would go out with him in New York. And he didn't, he was not an intimidating looking guy at all. And his voice was real high like that, you know? Yo, Clay, man. Yo, these La Polinas, man. This shit's good, baby. Yo, give me some of them shits, man. That's how, we, that's exactly how rap talked. But I'd be like, I'd be like, yo, you know, rap was a blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't see rap like that. I see rap as this guy that's really sweet with me. Yeah. I knew he was a gangster, but again. See, but. That's the thing. Like, people 
or tell you stories. But when you know you got a good vibe about you and your intentions are good and you don't have no ill intentions, you don't look at nobody as, oh, he's a, he's a gangster, I'm going to act a certain way. Yeah, they like, don't want to be around other gangsters. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my whole thing, if you don't have bad intentions, I've met so many people throughout my career that I done, I know did some crazy shit, heard did some crazy shit, but I always had a good relationship with them. And, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know how you looking at the situation here. This is my my man. We cool. I ain't, I ain't worried about that. You know, one of my first security people, um, you know, his name was B.O. That's I mean, what I have. Yeah. Um. Um, I never... Um, I never knew his background. I just knew when he came home, they like, look, now take him out on the road with you. You're doing shows now. Need some security. This is like fam, look out. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. You know, but I ain't know this was the, the gangster of the gangsters, you know? Yeah. I just knew when it's like, yo, what you going to do next? I'm, I'm going to go hang out. You want to come hang out with me? Yeah. And I just go to spots and shit be clearing out. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Why, why shit always clearing out? You know, mm-hmm. and I ain't know until you, know you came with the gooch. Yeah, somebody <laughs> until somebody was telling me like, yo, you know, he's so and so. I'm like, nah, it's just like family. So, you know, like I said, if you don't ever have bad intentions and you you got nothing but positive energy, I don't think it's ever to be nothing to worry about or somebody extorting you or fearful or anything. I feel yeah. like the gangsters have the much better radar on them. Yeah. Like, they know, like, I'm good with you. You say, I'm fine. I got to look over my back when I'm with you. Right. Because you're not trying to be like them. Yeah. I'm we looking. admire, like, wow. Yeah. Because I would ask them questions, like, what's it like? What does it smell like when you kill somebody? You'd be like, it smells like iron. It's got all the blood. It smells a lot of iron. Yeah, you had some serious conversations with rap, right? Yeah, rap and I had some real deep ones. I remember going to a I take Grant with me to a club with me in New York. Big, mean-looking bouncer at the door. He knew who I was. Hey, what's up, Russell, man? Who's with you? And I go, uh, blah, 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 blah. And they go, okay. And I go, and he would see, rap would be with me, but he didn't know it was rap. And I go, uh, I go, and, uh, you know, uh, OG rap? Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, rap? How you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. Welcome, welcome home. Take off his hat and shit. I'm like, God, this is giant motherfucker just bowed to you <laughs> hey brother welcome home good to see you man like you know uh hello mrs cleaver and might i say you're looking quite wonderful today <laughs> the moment we've been waiting for since september is finally here in honor of the big game DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of super bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PETERS, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PETERS at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and older, minimum age. 
and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. I remember when uh, we went to the Jazzy Jeff thing at, uh, what was that? CeeLo's. CeeLo's. Oh, Cielo. Cielo. I'm saying CeeLo's. And I was like, I looked and I was like, oh, shit. What up, OG? You know, because Fox would always tell me about rap. Yeah, I brought rap that night. Yeah. And then I called Fox like, yeah, man, I seen rap last night. Man, I chopped it up with him for a minute. Now, rap don't hang out with us. (laughs) I'm like, he hung out that night? Nah, you ain't see rap. And then he hit me back later. Yeah, rap was with Rush that night. And yeah, I said, yeah, I know I seen him. Yeah. yeah. Rap was that guy. When you he want- died, did, you, did, did anything like come to people care? Did you hear anything? Oh, there was yeah. a, like a lot of tributes on Instagram yeah. to him. Um, but uh, I remember rap came to meet me for dinner one time in New York. This is always makes me laugh. And uh, he comes to me at the hotel. My son was maybe maybe six months old, maybe. Maybe five months old. Six months old. My son was six months old. So he comes to meet me at the hotel. I come down stairs with my son in the stroller. <laughs> and Rap's in the lobby. I go, Rap, why don't you meet my son? Rap goes, oh, let me see him, man. And I lift up the thing and my son looks at Rap and smiles at him and goes, Smile at me, man. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> and I passed the baby right. This baby smiling with me, man. He was so happy. And then he goes, "Where are we going?" I go, "We're going to dinner." He goes, I go, "Oh, cool, man." I go, "Who's gonna be there?" I go, "Melly Mel, Kaz, Shaolin, baby." He's like, "Oh, cause I brought my baby with me too, man." I go, "We talking about?" He lift up his shirt and had his gun in his waist, and I go. No, what the fuck, rap? We don't need that. No, it's New York, man. She's crazy out here. I'm like, no, you're with me and Mel. We're like, we're not doing none of that shit. I go, give me the fucking gun. I go, rap, stay here with the baby. I left the baby with him. I took the gun up to the room, put it in the safe. <laughs> then after dinner, we go back to the hotel. I got a picture of rap that night holding my son after dinner. And um, we go back to the hotel. He goes, all right, man, I'll see you later. Hey, man, don't forget my baby. I got my baby from upstairs. So I go, okay, hold on. I went up and got the gun. I'm standing in the elevator with a gun in my waist, <laughs> hoping I don't fucking shoot myself in the leg or something. I'm not a gun guy, so, you know. Where is that picture? It's a great picture. Did you, you ever, like, carry when you were doing this? Did you ever? Nah, you don't know, fucking need that. You don't have to, right? Ness was not that guy either. I was... Running with too many people where I ain't have to worry about that. Yeah, and the whole thing is like, it was it was just crazy. It's like you that person that came out the projects, but you that 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 shining pathway out the projects. It's like this is the dude, you know. We gotta you know make sure he's good at all costs. But 
I never used that in any type of way. Like, you know, these rappers nowadays, they use that shit like they, they the gangsters and shit. Look, that's like, rapper Chumpy right there. <laughs> Pace Like, if you saw that guy, you'd be like, nah, he's fine. But when he would start telling you stories, like, you can sort of see his eyes there, right? But when he would, it was weird because when he would start telling you the street stories yeah. and stuff about people that may have gone missing with him, um, <laughs> his eyes would get fully black. It looked like his eyes just, like, the whites of his eyes got consumed with black. And, it, and he would just get this little, like, this little, yeah. And, like, you'd see this little shift in him. Yeah. And it was wild. I used to ask him, like, really dumb questions. Like, not dumb, but, like, questions you would always want to ask somebody like that. And I'd be like, what's your favorite way of killing people? Push them off buildings. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Take them to the top of a building and push them off. They look like suicide. Wow. Because <laughs> it was suicide. Either I was going to kill you or you were going to kill yourself. So, <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> And one time he went to, uh, to the projects to go shoot some dude. And when he got in the elevator, the dude was in the elevator with his girl. And Rap gets in the elevator. He's like, oh, shit, he's right there. And the guy didn't know that it was Rap. Rap had like a, his head down and stuff. And he was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it here. And he shot the guy in the elevator. And he said, I couldn't hear for like six months. I couldn't hear. I had it ringing in my ear the whole fucking time. I remember I left, I couldn't clean up, and I still went out, and I was like, pieces of this guy's brain in my fucking ear and stuff. I'm like, God damn. Did you, did you know him at all? No, he passed away before, yeah. before we were. I've seen him, Yeah. but I never met him. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Because he was going to be best man at the wedding, but. Yeah. <laughs> he might have been. I mean, who's going to tell him no? <laughs> Well, amazing stories. Amazing. Ellie, you didn't, you, when you met him, you didn't know him as a comic, though. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't right? She's looking at my bulge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just saw him. With, our mutual friend has said he was a top comedian, but he wasn't black. Because I was like, I'm not dating more black guys. And she was like, no, he's not black. Because she kept saying, you guys would be perfect for each other. She kept telling me that, too, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so when I was in North... Like, how old is she? And she was like, she's older. She's like, you know, a couple of years younger than you. And I'm like, what am I going to do with an old bitch like that? I mean... <laughs> and you realized you should have done that. Wow, that's a smart move. Dude. Right. Yeah, and then I was like, and they're like, I go, what is she? Because I thought she was black, too. She's like, oh, she's Filipino. And I'm like, I, in my head, when she said she's Filipino, I was like, then I can't wait to meet you, sir. You're going to be so handsome for me. <laughs> that's what I was picturing. Wow. I didn't know I was picturing the female me. <laughs> I don't know if I love you. Or I just love me with long hair. <laughs> Maybe it's just a narcissistic <laughs> move. Yeah. So when he walked into um, Nordstrom, I was like, "Oh, he's cute." I was like, "God damn!" But I was just like trying on shoes, trying to play it off. But he knew Dante. He knew our. We had the same sales guy. And I was like, "She's cute." I was like, "That black girl's cute." But he kept staring at my feet. Do it, baby. I was looking at her toes, and I was like. And then she caught me looking, and I looked at her, and I went, <laughs> oh, wow. And she like, smiled, and I was like, you winked at her? Yeah, I, I, I winked because I got caught staring at her feet. I was like, oh. <laughs> caught me. <laughs> and, then, and then when he leaves, he says bye to our sales guy. And he's all, you know who that is, right? I was like, no. I was like, that's your client. 
And I was like, but he's cute. And he goes, that's that, um, that's that, um, height. What did he call you? Comedian? No, he said, that's one of the highest paid com- comics in the world. Height. So, yeah, something like that. And I was like, that's why she's marrying me. No. That's not why. She caught me on the other side. Of the no, door. no, he said that's that fame. No, he goes, that's that famous comedian. And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, and then I go, wait, he's not black. And I go, wait a minute, is that Russell Peters? And he goes, yeah, that's his name. I go, that's his name. I didn't know my name. <laughs> no, that's why I was like, I, I said to I mean, him, Dante. I was like, that, that's your guy. That, that's your client. Why are we you should asking have, me You know, we should have invited Dante to the wedding. He was there from the beginning. Yeah. And then um, I call, I text the girl and I was like hey I saw your friend he was here then he happened to go there and she I literally like, left that store and went to the store where our mutual friend worked <laughs> former mutual friend yeah and then then he came back to Neiman's and asked her to go to the New Year's Eve party yeah I would invite her every year to my New Year's party so I was like oh I'm having a party again this year oh okay cool I'll come can I bring some friends I go of course and then I was the one then she brought her and she brought Gerp Gerpy Gerp brought his husband. No, they were there before us, Gerpy and her. But they were there because Bridget told them to come. Yeah, we were medium. Yeah. So it was you, Bridget, that other tall girl that used to come with her every year anyway. Yeah. And then you. I was like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. I saw her. I go, oh, hey. It's that. You're the girl from the store. And his face lit up and everybody no, saw it. No, I didn't. like this. Whatever. So. No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because even, even her, she was like, Damn, can I get a hug? Because he looked, he went straight to me. He goes, there's those toes. And I was like, <laughs> then there, apparently everyone else saw it because I got bam- bombarded by they questions. That, they were covered that night. <laughs> bombarded by questions. <laughs> by questions. How do you know him? What do you do with him? No, everyone was asking me how to I just I met the motherfucker. What are you talking I about? Was, yeah, I was like, uh, my friend knows him. Yeah, everyone was like, at that night, they were asking the me. The powers that... that bead at that time yeah. how do you know him shoving the baby in my face i was like <laughs> this is his son yeah cornered me here breastfeed this yeah, i know i was like i can't do that <laughs> it's all sailing <laughs> now they're gummies <laughs> when um, bumpy got married yeah right, right after yeah okay. were you there at that new year's party yeah he was there then too look at that we both met at the same time she didn't say hi to me <laughs> I think she was dancing with Shalina most of the night then, right? You were hanging out with her. No. I was dan- I wasn't really dancing. Oh, you know what? If anything, Shalina must have been standing by a, a high top table by the staircase. Yes. Because that's mm-hmm. where I was. Mm-hmm. That's where I was. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I was in that we were just kind of like, okay, watching. Did you think you'd get married again? I, again, she'd never, never been married before. Oh, yeah, we were never married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you think you'd get married then? You, no. You did stick to it? No, because I was like, I never wanted to marry unless I knew for sure, like, mm-hmm. this is it. I wanted to be one and done. And everyone that I was with, I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Well, that's, I mean, Russell, we all thought, Russell, but I'm not, I'm never get married. Exactly. But he was yeah. like, he's like, I'm not getting married. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. And then every time, you know, it's more of one of those things where as it gets closer, everyone's like, you nervous? I'm like, nope. Not <laughs> even a little bit. I'm like, it just feels right. He just hears the cock of the gun every night. <laughs> well, she'll, sure, be gunning, right? she'll be gunning my cock every night. That's why. <laughs> you see, you put yourself out there. Right? Right. She, oh, slut bag McGillicuddy over here? <laughs> so we were at my cousin's 50th in Vegas. And I guess one of her cousins was a huge fan. Oh. 
Of his. All her cousins. All of them. Apparently all of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he walks up to him and was asking, like, hey, I heard your... Well, he was telling him, like, I listened to your Joe Rogan podcast, and I heard about the girl that you were talking about, and you're going to marry her. And then I go, that's her there. He goes, I didn't realize that was her. I know her. And I go, yeah, good old slut bag McGillicuddy over there. <laughs> And ever since then, I've been calling her Slutbag McGillicuddy. <laughs> it's regal. <laughs> Apparently. He says I'm marrying into royalty. Well, I mean, by default, you get a comment. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it was because Mama was talking about royalty and, like, the blood and everything. I go, well, Mama, according to your son, I'm marrying into royalty. She goes, <laughs> that's my son. <laughs> I'd like to say this La Polina 125th anniversary cigar is very good. You say that to all the manufacturers. Do you know the guy? He knows a guy. Oh, yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> What's his name, Bill? Bill Paley. Bill Paley. Not That's a nice name there, William Paley. William Paley, William Paley Jr. You know who he is. That's who he is. Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah. that's actually him. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's my business partner. Oh, it is? He's home tonight, counting his monocles. <laughs> Him and Colonel Clink. <laughs> that's a certain royalty right there. When you oh, that, that's some royalty yeah. right there. That's... So what are you guys wearing for the wedding? I'm wearing a white dress, just so you know. <laughs> I'm wearing leather chaps. <laughs> With his ass. Is Finesse invited? Of course he is. Yeah, Finesse is um, actually catering. Um <laughs> Gonna, I, can't, I want to know how many times Vanessa's going to fall asleep that day. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't catch him in the corner. I turned Well, this is in the when I met Vanessa for the first two years I knew him, he was never up during the day. He was only up at night. You know, he, just, even, he seemed like he lived a strange existence. He does. Yeah. Um, we all do. I'm up at night sometimes, but I don't leave the room, though. It's different now, you know? You know, it's interesting about you, Paulie, Clay, and Vanessa, they don't have kids. So I always look at you guys enviously, like, what's that like? Oh, man. Nah, <laughs> I just cool. adopted five kids last week, man. No, four. No, oh, five. five. Nick Fan, too? Yeah, you know. No. <laughs> I got them, you know, 23 cents a uh, week with the oh, yeah, one the of kids on the commercial. Yeah. I you adopted a village. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on this Colombian Jackson 5, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yaxo Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> This Ethiopian, you know, debauch. Yeah. H- highly debauch. <laughs> it's a good way to end it right there, I think. Yeah. Mm. I like that. It was nice and easy. I want to thank you guys for eavesdropping on this episode of Culturally Cancelled with myself, Russell Peters. And um, Paulie, who didn't have a mic, but we knew he would fucking talk. <laughs> Usually his phone goes off, which is nice that he didn't today. Clay's phone went off. But it was Angela. It was Angela. And then Angela tried to FaceTime me after. <laughs> hey, Russ, are you with Clay? <laughs> hey, Malaka. No, I'm in Ohio. <laughs> Clay Roberts from La Apolina Cigars is here. My dear friend. My uh, youngest daughter, uh, <laughs> Lord Robsky. Um, A.K.A. Gerald Levert. <laughs> and uh, my wife-to-be, a.k.a. my wife, um, Allie Peters, Mrs. Peters, the first and only Mrs. Peters yeah. in existence other than my mother. You're welcome. Even my brother's wife isn't Mrs. <laughs> Peters. Do you know that? Yeah, that's what you said. Mm-hmm. 
my brother's wife. She's married to my brother, but she's not Mrs. Peters. She didn't take the name. Oh. And uh, my daughter's mother, who I was married to briefly, um, never got the name. I think she wanted it, but I was like, eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going the distance. I'm like, eh, don't, worry. Don't, don't go through all that paperwork for no reason. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. This was uh, it's kind of like the family episode, yeah. basically, and... It's an easy listen. You know, this is basically the uh, Christopher Cross episode. We just put it on and, you know, you could be sailing. It takes me away. <laughs> Where I want to be. Yeah. 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 Dun, dun. Well, you can ride like the wind. Okay. Good try. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you like the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. And if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Culturally Cancelled and Culturally RP on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you want to see what the backyard kind of looks like. You don't really see what the backyard looks like. You just see where my smoking section looks like. And you could probably sneak a peek in the house, you weirdo. Also, we have a phone line now, so call and leave a message. You can ask me about whatever you want to ask me about. Hip-hop, parenting, food, boxing, MMA, relationships, comedy, sex. I don't give a shit. Ask me whatever you want, and I'll do my best to answer your question. If you want to leave a message, the phone number is 424-666-1983. That's 424-666-1983. Until next week, I'm Russell Peters. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.